All right, all right, all right. Welcome to episode one of season one of the Post Corner Podcast. I'm Matthew Daniel on the other side of the line recording. Thank you to Anchor for this. Daniel, a.k.a. Fisher, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm excited, ready to get this started. Ready to get this started, he says. Dreaming about this since I was like, 17 um i don't know it's a big weekend coming up for football uh we have the sec returning to action tomorrow i would not say the sec is returning to action i would say the sec is playing cupcake games across conference is what i would say is what i would say say, i'm saying it's a week for missouri and arkansas yeah yeah they got big weeks florida not so much Alabama, not so much. Not that Alabama ever, ever actually has a schedule that's legitimate. Alabama fans always like, oh, who'd they play? Who'd they play? Who did you play? Who have you played? You play LSU, who's not even that good most years, and you and 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 you never play out of conference. You finally have to play out of conference. I'm happy. Yeah, I mean they they've had a couple of tough non conference games in neutral sites. Over the years, uh, okay, in the, neutral sites, USC, neutral FSU, sites. but last time they but played, hey, none of them ended up out of conference out. on the road. 2011 Penn State, Saban schedules the games like nobody's watching. I I promise. Oh oh, I'm really gonna pull a fast one on all these fans. They don't see that I only schedule Duke at Atlanta, FSU in Atlanta. Oh, they're never gonna notice. They're never gonna notice how we've never beat a ranked Auburn team. In Jordan Hare. Yeah, you're really pulling a fast one on us, Saban. I mean, yeah, there there are not really too many big games on tomorrow. Not tomorrow. Well, Kentucky. But we do now. have a, a bit of a game for the locals. The UM, UM is hosting FSU tomorrow night. Yeah. And all I got to say is we better win. <laughs> Anything less than a two-touchdown victory by the Canes is disappointment. And but honestly, this team, the offense looked like it showed some firepower last week. It I know Louisville's like defense firepower. is kind of weak, but th- hey, this is something defense, we haven't been used to. That defense is pr- it looked like it missed. It had they had fifteen. I don't really Roche. Maybe they it looked like they missed Russo a lot. But hey, who could who wouldn't use a night a Greg Russo potentially? If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's kind of disappointing. Russo opted out. And we're seeing lots of guys like Rashad Bateman, Rondell Moore opting back in. But opting back I don't know. I, I, I wish there was some way Russo would be able to do that. But at the same time, he does have to uh, prepare and keep his draft stock up heading into the 2021 draft. Uh, I'm going to find it interesting to see like how all these players often are actually going to fare in the NFL, especially when you consider the last guy who really kind of did something like this was Nick Bosa after he got injured week two or so. And the rest is history from what we've seen from him so far. The rest is history. Uh, he did win defensive player of the year. Pretty, it, looked pretty, it looked like it was by a pretty wide defensive rookie of the year. Excuse me. But it looked like it was pretty wide margin. But, I, I mean, I remember hearing a lot last year about how, how Chase Young was going to do the same thing. Chase Young was going to do this. He was just going to 
after he got suspended uh, for two weeks for something that he should for the stupidest thing, the stupidest thing gets suspended. I mean, he ended he ended up coming back, had a pretty solid rest of the year. Didn't get a ton of sacks. Could have broke some records, but he didn't end up doing anything. And uh, I I don't know if it's going to even have that big of an effect. I'm not sure what these guys are working on, but I feel like when they say I'm preparing for the draft, they're maybe running routes, but they're just over at their trainer learning how to sprint like a sprinter, how to run a 40-yard dash is what it is, which is sad, which is sad. It's sad. It's sad to see that rookies – if rookies didn't have to spend so much time on a stupid 40-yard dash and learning how to run like a sprinter instead of training like a football player and how to run like a football player and run routes, rookie-wide receiver play would be leagues ahead of where it is now, and that actually upsets me, considering, and in full disclosure, receiver is my favorite position. Oh, yeah, for sure. Also, in full disclosure, diehard Cardinals fan. Fisher's a diehard Finns fan. I actually don't know if he lives and dies with every snap like I do, but but I I mean I'll go I'll go from like fire Vance Joseph cut Kyler to I love Kyler Murray give Vance Joseph an extension <laughs> is 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 what is what it's like for me actually yeah you'll notice I'm a little more patient. With the Dolphins, uh, doesn't mean I don't get a little mad sometimes, but I definitely I'm a little, I'm definitely a little slower to to overreact to to things, especially just like in in general when it comes to sports. I feel like the media really kind of blows things out of proportion. They just love to do that. So, <laughs> Fisher, I, mean, I hate to break it to you, but I'm pretty sure now we are the media. Hey, we are the media, but we're going to give it to you like like it's supposed to be. I say it given. how it is. I say it how it is. And this is the first take, and it's going to be an it's going to be a negative first take. Ready? My first hot take of the season. We have not even seen Prime Pat P yet. I'll go out and say that publicly on the record. We have not seen Prime Pat P. Now, I am biased, extremely biased, extremely biased. But once I get Game Pass next week and Fisher uses NordVPN and Game Pass to start watching Sunday Ticket for like eight bucks a month, he'll see that too. Well, I will be seeing the games and I will be seeing the Cardinals. But you know what? I won't be seeing Prime Pat P. Well, not yet. That's what I'm saying. Prime Pat P is yet to come. Nope, I think it is past. I won't see it the rest of this year, nor next year or the year after. I until I see him start to come at least somewhat back to form back from where to he form. was in twenty eighteen or something. You, I need you to go ahead, check the tape, watch OBJ one on one the whole game with Pat P last year, week week fourteen, I wanna say. It I mean, it went I mean, Pat P had a pick, passes defended, OBJ got nothing on him. Okay, but what happened with Emmanuel Sanders on Thursday night? Okay, that was his first game back. Okay, it was actually his second game back. It was his first game back 
guarding the number one receiver. Watch the tape, Fisher. He hadn't played in like eight weeks. Watch him again. Watch what he's done lately. Not what he did a year ago. What have you done so lately? so lately? As in, uh, last week Terry McLaurin dropping no what no, 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 seven no. catches, one hundred twenty-five yards McLaurin on him was on Drake Kirkpatrick. I would like to let that be known, and everybody can check the tape. Okay, Terry so, McLaurin. So what was Terry Pat McLaurin, doing? Terry McLaurin gets. He was guarding. He was guarding Sims, Stephen Sims, who's thirty. I'm just gonna say this: Jordan Hicks comes out with a hand injury for one play. The first play he's out, we put in some other guy, an inside linebacker. Drake Kirkpatrick is on outside leverage on Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin runs a slant over the middle. Middle linebacker's supposed to be there. He's nowhere to be found. Forty-yard touchdown, Terry McLaurin. First play, Jordan Hicks is out. That's what I'm going to say. That's where those yards and touchdown came from. So, but I'll, so I'll ask you this: uh, Why was Pat P not locking onto Terry McLaurin? Because we all know Washington has nobody outside of McLaurin. Well, have you seen Stephen Sims? Clearly not. You have clearly not seen him. Stephen Sims has done absolutely nothing in his career, That's not and he's true. nothing compared to Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin definitely it, hey, poses a much bigger threat on a week-to-week basis for we, the Washington football team. <laughs> uh, you know, he's a deep threat guy, and he's he. I mean, he. I think will be pretty good in this league someday. I'm just gonna say, like not not as good as some people would go out there to say, but Steve Sims has nothing in his future. Terry McLaurin has something in his future, wow, and I, right I, now, I kind of take he that is still the better better player right now. Wow. Hey, what about Gandy Golden was out there too? Stop. I mean, I know it's your dad's alma mater. Stop crushing hey. Gandy Golden. Oh, I'm you. just going to say, who knows? Maybe it was in the game plan, all right? Maybe it was in the game plan. All right. It's time for my first list of the year. Fisher doesn't know what I'm doing yet. Top five receivers in the league. Fisher, feel free to argue. You're going to lose. Uh-oh. Number all one. Right. Is Julio Jones the size, the speed, the route running? Play inside, he can play outside, shifty after the catch, hands, everything you want. No off the field antics. There's a reason he always gets a deal done. Extensions are never an issue. There's a reason. It's because he's undoubtedly the best. And that comes from me, a Cardinals fan. Which brings me to number two, DeAndre Hopkins. He has the second best hands in the league. Second best on his team, to be more specific. Only to one Larry Fitzgerald. But I digress. The route running, the pure dominance is what it is. It's, he's not the fastest. He's not the most athletic but he's going to find a way to create separation, get open, figure it out, and you don't, he doesn't even need to be open, and he's going to catch it. He's going to figure out a way to catch it. Number three is Tyreek Hill. Now, you can come out and say, hey, he's a one-trick pony. He's only fast. Hey, speed kills is what I'll say. Speed kills. It may be a, it's a perfect I, – I wouldn't even say – I would say it's beyond perfect with Mahomes, but he doesn't need Mahomes. Watch his highlights. 
watch his stats, look at everything from when he was with Alex Smith, who is a check down guy. That's his that's his identity as being a check down guy. And look at what he did. That's all I'm gonna say. Speed kills. You cannot cover him one on one. Ask Jalen Ramsey. It just is not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. He's too fast. He's too good off the line. He was only a return guy a couple years ago. Worked on his on on his re- number one receiver skills to be the number one target in Kansas City. Why do you think John Ross got drafted to be the next Tyreek Hill? Unfortunately, I don't know if it's working out like that so far. I mean, it, look, the fa- he's the fastest player in the league. You can ask anybody. Beat Kenyon Drake in a 100-meter dash in high school. That's a fact. Electric, you cannot cover him. Oh, also about Tyreek Hill, do not forget about yards after the catch. Oh, my goodness. You are not touching him. He gets separation in a scramble drill. If you lose track of him for a second, it's over. And the return game, Tyreek Hill brings added elements. Number four, Mike Evans. Mike Evans, uh-uh. Mike Evans is only one of two receivers in NFL history to have over 1,000 receiving yards in each of his first six seasons alongside one Randy Moss. He can beat you deep. He's going to beat you in the intermediate game. But back to Mike Evans, he can beat you deep. His releases are on point. A physical specimen at receiver. Six five six six. If it's up there, you ain't touching it. You ain't touching it. It's his ball. He's going to get it. I mean, any route in the tree, he can dominate. His leverage, His, I mean, once he gets leverage, and he probably will because of his physicality, it's over. Don't forget about the downfield blocking he brings to the table. Number five, I'm probably going to get hate for this. Guess who it is, Fisher? I Look, I have no clue. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. Look, I'm doing best receivers. I'm not talking greatest. Has his career been – has he had the injury bug his first years in the league? Yes. Is he also borderline unguardable in man coverage? Yes. Yes, he is. You cannot cover him. Oh, my goodness. Any route in the tree, he'll run it. He'll make everything look like a go route until it's not. He can run in. He can run out. Whatever he wants. Keeps, he'll keep the pedal to the metal until he's, until he's like halfway across the field on a deep cross that you never even saw coming. Yards after the catch, undeniable. Hands, undeniable. Has big play strength, too. He's going to beat you in the release, and once he does, it's over. Those are my top five. Fisher, give me what you got. I know I'm right. All right. Actually, there is debate for Michael Thomas at four or five. I'll say that. So you went the whole top five without saying Michael Thomas. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. All right. Well, no one's going to need some explanation, but let me go to my five. Um, I'm definitely also lower on Michael Thomas, which you'll see. I think I'm not as low on Michael Thomas as Matthew is here. I think he's a little, little excited tonight. I don't. <laughs> I think he's he's over overestimating like 
Michael Thomas's overrated value. Or no, that is exactly, so. That is exactly what I'm overestimating. How I'm over. I'm overrating how overrated he is. Yes, for sure. <laughs> so, for number one, it's it's easy. It's who complete receiver out there. He he's just a specimen at at six four two twenty. He's just the prototypical receiver that you want there. Uh, he can run down the field. He can run routes. Of course, the only thing about him has been his his inability to get touchdowns, which honestly I don't really see as that big of a negative, considering that it's just he always has two or three guys on him. If you and we I see agree. now, Ridley is taking ever, up a lot of the touchdowns. If you've ever too. seen him. Randy Moss or Calvin Johnson in the red zone. He looks like a punt team gunner. That's how many people are on him. Two guys jamming him off the line. Because if it's if it's ask Malcolm Butler what happens if it's one on one in the red zone on Sunday night football. Ask Malcolm Butler. Continue. Hey. Number two, um, I'm gonna say DeAndre Hopkins as well. Uh Hopkins just exploded for week one. Uh I mean, he has the thing about Hopkins is that everyone always talks about how great of hands he has, but um, he can also go deep as well, and he's another guy who has a pretty advanced route tree as well. Now, three, I think, is where I'm going to go ahead and put Michael Thomas. I mean, everyone loves to call him a slant guy or whatnot, even though a lot of people still think he's the best receiver in the NFL because um, people really overrate the the stats when it comes to Michael Thomas saying, oh, he had a record-breaking season last year. But, I mean, the argument of him being a slant guy is somewhat true. It's just Drew Brees at this stage in his career has such like a limited capacity of what he can actually do with his arm that a lot of times he is forced to throw these quick, short to intermediate uh passes that a lot of times are just going to involve Michael Thomas there. Now, will I say uh, the 160 receptions is not impressive? Of course not. It, it's still very impressive um, to be able to have that kind of record-breaking season he did last year. Um, and then on top of that, I think it's 85% of his uh, of balls thrown his way are caught. That's also another very impressive number. It goes to the idea that Thomas has great hands, but and then also Drew Brees has his great accuracy, at least in the short to intermediate game, as we've seen. So I don't think Michael Thomas is as overrated as like Matthews claiming him out to be here, but I think he is like I think he still is a problem for defenses, and defenses do really have to game plan around him. So at four, I'm gonna go with Tyreek Hill. Uh, like when Matthew said, speed kills, and he's definitely the the most dangerous deep threat out there in today's game. One thing, though, I would say about Tyreek Hill that Matthew didn't bring up is this guy actually has a great release, and he can run the route tree. And then obviously he's lethal in the after the yeah, after the catch great, situation. Great, don't forget fantastic leaping ability. You can watch. I mean. I remember one Moss versus the 49ers. He just goes up over two safeties and snatches it. This guy is ridiculously athletic. Hey, that's what I was going to get to next, actually. Which is like, yeah, he's 5'9 or whatever. But you will actually see him 
go up and win it in contested uh, situations. And honestly, if you ask me, probably outside of Julio, Tyreek Hill might be the most complete receiver in terms of the ability to, to do basically a little bit of everything. It's just he does have the added speed element to him, which I think makes uh, people consider him more of a speed guy. But when you look at it, he there's really not much Tyree Cook can't do. So Tyree Cook is going to be at four for me. Um, I just haven't seen him consistently be as big of a problem as the guys in front of him. And then my final guy for the top five, uh, I think just purely for the route running ability, we need to show some love to Devontae Adams. I uh, just completely went off uh, week one against Minnesota. And he, he's really a, a helpful tool for Aaron Rodgers to have, considering he really doesn't have any other playmakers. Uh, Devontae Adams, I think, continues to be slept on a little bit. I, I think a lot of people give most of the credit towards Rodgers. And sure, he's an amazing quarterback, but it always helps to have a guy like Devontae Adams. I will there. say so, this. I think Keenan Allen is a close six or seven, maybe. Now, Mike Evans, I I think Mike Evans is quite overrated. And Matthew and I have had this debate before and, uh, when we've just been talking on our own. But I think the problem with Mike Evans is, yes, he's a big physical receiver. And, there, and he is a, another guy that can do a lot and isn't just – a red zone threat. The problem with Mike Evans is his consistency. And I don't mean consistency over the course of the season. Matthew said it. Six straight 1,000-yard receiving seasons to start his career is very impressive. But on a game-to-game basis, Evans struggles sometimes. You'll see him go off for 12 catches, 150 yards, two touchdowns one week. The next week, two catches for 17 yards. The problem with Mike Evans is Sometimes defensive coordinators are able to stop him. Um, I love to point to, in particular, week five last year against the Saints and Marshawn Lattimore. No catches uh, that entire game. He he put up a donut that game. And when you look at week one this year, even, I get he was banged up a little bit, but he had, I think, two targets the entire game. And it wasn't until he had that one touchdown late in the fourth quarter um, before Lattimore was about to blanket him uh, again the entire game and give him another donut. So Mike Evans, I do think, struggles a bit on in terms of a game-to-game basis. I still think between him and Godwin, he's probably the, the better receiver just because he's more dynamic, but... I I don't think he's necessarily a top five receiver. I would I would say he's more of a say, a top ten guy with the range of like the Amari Coopers, maybe a little below Keenan Allen, I, and probably where around where OBJ is. I now. was actually going to say, I was not only going to modify my list, I was going to say if you've ever seen Devontae Adams in pre- Devontae Adams press coverage is virtually unguardable. He will. You'll be stuck in the mud, and he'll be behind you already. That's how good his releases are. It's ridiculous. That's what he's known for. You wouldn't think of it. You'd think of him as like a back shoulder, win in the red zone guy. Well, yeah, he can do that, but his releases in tight spaces are ridiculous. And I was actually going to modify my list. Kick out Keenan Allen, 
put in OBJ. I don't want to slight my boy Keenan Allen, but OBJ has the better hands. OBJ has more speed. OBJ can get it done with nobody. And he has. Eli Manning. Even last year, uh, considered a down year, he had 1,000 yards. Now, I will say this. 1,000 yards is becoming increasingly easier to get. It's Think about it. 1,000 yards is averaging 60, 60 yards a game. That's not a lot. Consider When you consider it, 60 yards a game is not a lot. But his hands are elite. His route running is elite. His releases are elite. Everything about him screams elite. I think, I mean, I have to put him at five. Over, over Keenan Allen because everything he brings to the table. New Odell, I'll say that. Browns Odell included. You know, he's a lot. It's Anyone could see he is a lot more. Uh, he's a lot more mature now. So I would I would add him into my top five and take out Keenan Allen. Yeah, I I definitely do think, though, it's probably been about two or three years even since we've seen prime Odell. But that doesn't discount the fact that he's still he's still a problem for defensive coordinators. He's still a a game wrecker. So yeah, I could definitely see the case for OBJ. There, he's an another guy that has really gotten a lot of uh, a lot of flack lately for kind of being this guy who's who's lost a step. But I mean, is that what people are saying? I think a, a lot step? of people are, are saying he's lost a step. He's lost a step. Oh, my goodness. I personally would, would probably have to disagree I with that, I would disagree. Though. Once I get Game Pass and binge film, I will settle this once and for all. OBJ has <laughs> not lost a step, I promise. Okay, how about this? He's lost a step, so now he's, he's as fast as DeAndre Hopkins. He's even faster than, still faster than DeAndre Hopkins. And DeAndre, I mean, and he has the same hands, like, you know what I'm saying? If you ask me, I don't even know what makes DeAndre Hopkins successful. I think it's just like, I think DeAndre Hopkins is a mix between Jarvis Landry and Odell. And that's not even a hot take. I'm going to come out and say that right now publicly. He is a mix between Jarvis and Odell, and that is why he's so good. He's got the hands of Jarvis. I mean, he's got the catch-in-traffic ability of Jarvis, and he has the big-play catchability of Odell. He's got the route-running of Odell. He can, he, can, uh, he can run across the field and get yards after catch like Odell. I mean, whatever you want. He, he's a, I, feel, I think that's a good comparison, actually. Feel free to feel free to prove me right. <laughs> you could tell I listen to Colin Coward, but I think hmm. he's a combo of both of them, which is why I I think he he ranks above OBJ. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think a lot of what you said though could probably apply to some other receivers as well. Though I don't know if. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, because 
OBJ also has good hands, like Jarvis. I mean, they all have great hands. They both, they both, all three of them have fantastic hands. But I don't think Jarvis is the big play receiver like OBJ and DeAndre Hopkins are. I agree. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's not the deep guy like they are. He's not the he's not the post guy like they are. Yeah, but I don't I don't understand what like what you're saying in terms of the comparison to Jarvis Landry outside of the hands. Because OBJ has great hands too. He does have great hands. Let me argue, let me argue Jarvis Landry has better hands than Odell. I don't even know Best if, hands need, if that needs I don't even DeAndre know if that needs an argument, but that is what I just said. Is that he has better hands than Odell? That Jarvis, Jarvis does. does. Uh, well, no, but also Jarvis is a slot guy. Jarvis I mean, I'm sorry, guy. he's a slot he's guy. A top number two receiver is what I'll say. Yeah, I, I think in ter- I think he's barely a top thirty receiver in the league. I, I don't think, and I, I think people have started to kind of realize this too that these these slot guys aren't necessarily you know Ugh. as big. I don't like grouping all the slot guys into one because well we all know who plays in the slot now. First of all, first of all, Tyree Kill can play in the slot. Tyree Kill. Well, well, we're saying these guys are playing in the slot because their outside ability is is limited. Or Juju, that they're going to be considerably better in the, the slot definition. than outside. That is the definition of Juju Smith-Schuster. Thrives. Oh, I was I was gonna bring up thrive. Juju. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm t- I take this one. I take this one because everybody knows. I think Juju was all hype. Not all hype, but he's a lot of hype. Great on the inside. He's a great inside receiver, except in the red zone. He kind of gets pushed around when he's jammed by linebackers. Watch the tape. It's true. What goes? Uh, not sure. Antonio Brown leaves. Juju Smith-Schuster moves outside. Has an extremely lackluster year. Extremely lackluster. You barely hear his name. Granted, granted, it was Mason yeah. Rudolph. Juju Smith-Schuster moves back inside this year. Expect big things. He works on the inside. He's an inside guy. He's not good on the. He's not great on the outside. I would put. I would put Jarvis over Juju Smith-Schuster on the inside. Uh. I mean, Jarvis doesn't have the size that Juju he does. Doesn't, does but he? maybe that's what makes him you. I think Juju has better run after catch ability, but I think that what matters in the slot, Jarvis Landry has more of. He has he has better of it. He has more skills, better skills that benefit him in the slot. Now, Juju Juju was hurt for part of the year last year, though. No, that's my two cents. That's my two cents. My top five receivers. So do you think you think Juju's back or mm. to what he was in in 2018? Uh, Even though we don't really think that's all that good. Well, last week he had eight targets, seven receptions. He had six targets, six receptions, two touchdowns. That's all I'm saying, and that's with Chase Claypool. Watch Chase Claypool. Yeah, but guess guess who else guess who else is in the fold there? James, Deontay Johnson. Uh, oh, I was gonna say second James. year player out of Toledo. Believe me, um, I know exactly who Deontay Johnson is. Oh my goodness, he toasted I mean, Byron Murphy last year. I don't know if uh, maybe you've heard of this, but the 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 numbers if you put Deontay Johnson side by side with Antonio Brown are kind of scary. AB is 5'10", 186, went to Central Michigan. Uh, Deontay Johnson. 
183 went to Toledo. Finding these, it, it's it's kind of scary how how similar those two are in terms of their okay. resumes. And ironically, okay. they used the Raiders pick that they they gave to them for Antonio Brown on Deontay Johnson. Wow. Okay. So I mean, obviously, it doesn't mean they're the same player. Look, look, look. I I find that very interesting, and we know that the Pittsburgh Steelers are just as good as any team at finding these ge- these gems late in the draft, F- like finding the receivers and then. Once they're in the league, actually developing them into being good players. I will say they sure, are Juju Smith-Schuster might not be an elite receiver, but they've really helped develop him to fit a certain role that they need in their offense. I will say they are great at drafting. DeAndre Johnson, being Antonio Brown, what made AB so special is that he played bigger than his measurables. Is what made him so special. He. He didn't play like he ran four five seven. If you, if I don't know if anybody listening watches destroying, but destroying did a video with Antonio Brown. He did one on ones versus Antonio Brown, and I watched this thinking, okay, Antonio Brown ran four five seven. I promise you, he plays faster than four five seven. He's fast, real fast. I mean, I used to watch games thinking, how on earth is Antonio Brown? Beating these guys deep. I mean, he's slow. No, he isn't. Antonio Brown also, he he kind of reminds you of Tyreek Hill in the sense where he's able to uh, go down deep and get contested catches despite yeah. hey, being hey, Tony very Toe-tap. small, really. Don't forget Tony Totap. <laughs> yeah. Just saying, that was his name. Hey. Yeah, but, but either way, the, the point I'm trying to make about Deontay Johnson is that uh, he's he's a guy who who is now able to kind of uh, open up, spread the field for the Steelers, and now that people are gonna actually have to look out for him because I think this guy's gonna be a pretty good player. Um, that's really gonna kind of open a lot back up for Juju. Whereas last year he was probably he was definitely facing a lot of double teams, and quite frankly, like he's not a great enough receiver to be able to get past those double teams and really kind of make enough- noise. It's that combined with the horrible quarterback play. Juju was just put in a situation to fail. I don't even know if he's good enough to yield double team. I think it's that they just have no weapons. It was like, well, maybe I I guess we could like double Juju Smith Schuster. That's all they have. It was only recently that I think it clicked for me. Wow. He is the entire team. Never clicked for me. Wait, Doug Baldwin went undrafted for a reason. What, nobody wanted Tyler Lockett for a reason. DK Metcalf fell late in the second for a reason. Who is Jacob Hollister? Wilson makes it work with everybody. It didn't click for me until last year or this year. It is is how much he carries. You know, I I think also we had to see the decline of guys like Brady and Breeze yeah, to really yeah. see Russell come up. And you couldn't say Lamar Jackson was an elite quarterback without saying Russell Wilson was an elite quarterback because he's been doing what Lamar Jackson's been doing for years, plus Wilson, the throwing part. Put this on plus record. the fact that he can throw the football at a like top five, top ten level. I mean, now definitely top five. I, he's, the, he's the best deep ball throwing the, throwing in the league. Watch the tape. Touch, bullet pass, accuracy, watch the tape, it's there. I will say this on record publicly. 
Russell Wilson changed the NFL. He changed the position. Two ways. Number one, size. People thought, number one, he's too short to play quarterback. He can't see over the line. All the other BS I've heard with Kyler Murray, he went through it first. He's going to get hit and he's going to be out. He's going to get injured. He can't see over the, you know what I'm saying? All the stupid stuff that people think matters that doesn't actually matter. And, I, and so, yes, you could say Drew Brees was the actual one who broke the mold. Yes. Don't forget Drew Brees got injured bad. People thought his career was over. Drew Brees was thought to be the anomaly. It was Russell Wilson who, who came in and became the, became the short guy. He became the, the catalyst for all for Kyler Murray, for Tua Tagovailoa, for Baker Mayfield. His mobility. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Go, People you, are you forgetting elaborate RG3 on that? and Russell Wilson were taken in the same class. Mike Vick getting hurt con- consistently and taking hits. It was always, number. first of all, running quarterbacks aren't sustainable is what people thought. There's no need for them. All of a sudden, he Russell Wilson comes in and torches the league on the read option for a couple of years. He takes over the league. So not only was the argument running quarterbacks aren't sustainable, there's no place, there's no need for that type of quarterback. He broke the mold of quarterback. Before, it was 6-4, stand in the pocket, run play action half the time. That's not what well, he's the opposite. He's the let Russ cook run around elusive mobility without Russell Wilson. I don't know if John Harbaugh and Ozzie Newsom take a chance on Lamar Jackson and work to develop him. Lamar Jackson is more like Michael Vick than he is Russell Wilson, but it's Russell Wilson who showed that this is what the NFL is turning to. This is going to seem irrelevant. I promise you it's relevant. Nikhil Harry can play. Check the tape. He can play. Watch him in college. Watch him. Watch his tape in, from New England. He can play. Watch him with Tom Brady and then watch him with Cam Newton. I'm going to tell you what happens. Are you going to tell me Tyler Lockett is better than Nikhil Harry? Skill set as a receiver? Yes or no, Fisher? The answer is no. Does Tyler Lockett's quarterback have the ability to extend the plays so it's not just four-yard timing slants and three-yard curls? That's what Tyler Lockett has. And now that Nikhil Harry has that, he has the quarterback that is able to extend the plays. He will do well, and that is where the NFL is going, I promise. But Mahomes' ability to extend the plays, that's his whole thing. That's his whole thing is rolling out no platform. Aaron Rodgers. Who is Jordy Nelson? Watch him on the Raiders. He was no good. If you have a mobile quarterback, it opens everything up, and it lets you. It, it it makes the receivers look like they're pro bowlers. When Jordy Nelson's not a pro bowler, Tyler Lockett's not a pro bowler. Nobody wanted him. Russell Wilson makes everything work. I would say Mahomes makes everything work, but the truth is, he has everything right now. So I don't know how much of that there is to prove. When your number two receiver is Sammy Watkins, what is there to make better? All right, so I have. I have a couple of problems with your argument about Russell Wilson uh, changing the game or revolutionizing the game. And in fact, the two very people I was going to mention 
to counter here, you kind of used to help support your argument when, in fact, I think there's actually a, a bit of a flaw here. Cam Newton, they just played on Sunday. Both of them look great, Cam Newton. But anyway, the problem is you, you were saying like how these mobile quarterbacks are starting to become in a higher demand than they were before. And a guy like Harbaugh wouldn't take Lamar Jackson without seeing the success of Russell Wilson. The problem with this is that Cam Newton, the year before Wilson, was drafted number one overall and was expected to be a superstar, really, coming straight out of college. Um, And basically what we've seen from Cam Newton so far is, sure, a little bit of injuries and whatnot, but Cam Newton has had an MVP season. He's made the Super Bowl. Even with the roster that... What is he? He's still a great player. Is he? And he's he's shattered dual threat records as well. I think just as much of what you're saying with Russell Wilson goes and applies to Cam Newton. Because Russell Wilson at that stage of his career when they were winning Super Bowls wasn't was not nearly the Russell Wilson that he is, is today. True. So it I was, think Cam Newton did it first before it was Russell Wilson. The defense. But it was after that defense stopped kicking in for him, people just assumed it was still the defense. And that's why he doesn't get the credit he deserved for revolutionizing the game. There, there was no doubt Cam Newton should be taken number one overall. When there's a 6'5 quarterback who's 260, you pull the trigger. When there's a quarterback who's 5'10, 207, what is he? Okay, what but he yeah, do? yeah, but he's going to get hurt. That that's not revolutionizing the game. All that has done is help Kyler Murray and that's what the NFL Baker is Mayfield get a higher draft spot. It is not what the NFL is because there's very few quarterbacks actually like that who are short and good okay. at the game. And Kick out short. Kyler Murray is just like kind of like a Russell Wilson. And then what? But where I was going to go to next is this whole issue on mobility. Russell Wilson was not the first mobile quarterback to prove to be successful. We talked about Cam Newton. There's been guys before Aaron Rodgers, the one that you mentioned. He was really the first one where we saw this guy and we're like, wow, this guy is something special. Because of his, like, his elite, his, elite his, top-tier arm his, talent. His arm and talent the fact that he was able to, his, to get out of escape pressure. So I don't think Wilson was really the first in this sense. I mean, just because he has the combo of being short and mobile, who is that done any good for besides Kyler Murray. Baker he's just Mayfield. unique in the sense that he's short and mobile, but that that's not like revolutionizing short the game. Mobile? He hasn't really Rogers has changed the way. Okay, short, mobile, durable. Durable. Can avoid the hits. Rogers gets injured. Broken. He's broken his collarbone. Like I feel like multiple times. Cam Newton has been injured. But outside of one MVP year, what is he? Not that great. He's not great. He's not great. He had one great season. He is not great. Aaron Rodgers is great, I will say, obviously. Duh. Yeah, but again, besides Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson is still taking hits when he goes to scramble. All these qu- – like, there a lot of the He's, mobile quarterbacks Lamar Jackson who are – is more Russell Wilson than he is – Aaron Rodgers. But he's more Cam Newton than he is Russell is Wilson. He? I think so. He is more big arm. He is more big arm, but he's not 
you're not building and an he, offense. He will take those hits. And you do you build an offense around Lamar. You build an offense around Cam Newton. Russell Wilson has had a run first offense all the way up. How's that worked? This that year. I mean, it's worked what very well. What do you think well, let but, Russ I cook mean, is? Watch some Brett Coleman. It's not Watch like, some Brett Coleman. Let, this was let, for, for two weeks this year, though. We have not Russ seen cook, baby. this too let much Russ yet. Let Russ cook. I don't know if you've seen Okay, the so then up until now, where Russ has not been allowed to He's cook. He's not been allowed to cook. Uh, he has not revolutionized the game. He has revolutionized the game. Plain it's and simple. not plain and simple at all. Why do you think this is taking so long? You you just overreact because Are you calling this me is, a prisoner this, of this moment? I think this, this just because of how much Russell Wilson has benefited your quarterback, My Kyler quarterback, Murray. You Kyler think all of a sudden he's some is game still changer. Kyler Murray with or without Russell Wilson. Is Kyler Murray getting drafted number one without Russell Wilson? No, probably not. He is the comp. It's the combination. The NFL is moving towards running quarterbacks. It's a fact. You can't even put it into words. It's just Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, rolling out of the pocket. Yeah, Carson but they just Wentz, so happen to be the two best quarterbacks all, in college is, football it, right now. They just so happen. They just so, Spencer look, Rattler. It's Spencer Rattler. All, all the best quarterbacks right now. Mahomes, Wilson, plays. Watson, Rodgers, Lamar Jackson. Carson Wentz, exactly. But is that because it of Wilson? Because no, of Wilson. It is most certainly not it because, of, because <laughs> Russell of Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson wasn't even the first one in that line of players to really be that successful in terms of, uh, like, he, he wasn't the first one, like, out of those guys anyway. It was Rodgers. It was Rodgers. And there have been mobile quarterbacks in the past, too. It's just not to the degree we've seen it today. But that Russell Wilson... Just happens to be part of that he movement. Has, he is he not the leader to be the of that catalyst movement. of that movement. Aaron he is Rogers most certainly not the catalyst what, of that movement. Two thousand four. Why is it all happening now? It's because Russell Wilson proved it can work for any size, any arm. You know his arm is exceptional. He is fantastic. Extending plays. It's happening now, Fisher. It's happening now. We always thought Rodgers was the anomaly of, of in terms of extending plays and getting out of trouble and launching the ball. And then Russell Wilson comes along. He's exceptional. And these, these quarterbacks, it's, it's outside the pocket. It's mobility. And he is the 2010's catalyst. I... Do not want to say that is necessarily true. I think he was part of the movement. I don't think he was. The he first. was. I think Rogers was the first, followed by Cam, and we just slowly started to see slowly because quarterbacks quarterbacks coming out of college were a lot more mobile to begin with, are, are typically much more mobile than they are in the NFL. There's a lot of, of those kind of dual threat quarterbacks in college that you just don't really see in the NFL until so, until until. Russell Wilson. Not until I. It's not. Is until Deshaun Russell Watson Wilson. more Russell Wilson or more Aaron Rodgers? Tell me right now. You don't even have to tell me. I know the answer. You know, I think it's actually more. That's Aaron ridiculous. Rogers. Are you kidding me? I I think because Rodgers, not so much now, but back in the day, had had that elite ability to break sacks. Okay, what do you think Russell plays. Wilson is? That's his life. That's his life. I play him two times a year. Oh, not I. The Cardinals, so I. 
watch that play versus the Raiders and tell me whether that's more Wilson or Rodgers. You know, the one where he gets I don't kicked know. in the I, eye. I, I think Watson is similar to both in similar ways that you He's described. not – Watson is not a roll left, throw the ball across the field right guy. He's a scramby for it. He's a scramble for it. We're forgetting. When was the last – Aaron Rodgers never ran the zone read like Russell Wilson. Like Deshaun Watson can. Like he can. He has revolutionized I... the game in two facets. To recap, number one, his size. Proving the critics wrong. Number two, his mobility. Uh, name the top five quarterbacks in the league. Fisher, besides Aaron Rodgers, they all came after after Wilson. And they are mobile. Obviously, I Cam put Newton. Kyler Murray at number four on that list. Cam Newton did what Russell Wilson that did. Cam- Russell Wilson was exceptional in 2012. And Cam didn't even come on the scene. Cam Newton had like had tons of rookie he records. He did have rookie records. And still holds tons of he, rookie oh, records. Yeah, yeah. Most yards by a Panther rookie quarterback since 1974 wearing a white shirt and and green pants those types of records he didn't show that it could get you to the playoffs and it can win in the playoffs like like Russell Wilson did and has done yeah but Cam Cam Newton did not have Pete Carroll yeah <laughs> oh, I'll say that for didn't. sure Ron Rivera didn't have didn't have Russell Wilson He's special, man. He's revolutionized the game, proving the critics wrong. It's all about them mobile quarterbacks. I promise you that. No, we're talking about legit records, like records. Most passing yards, much touchdown passes. Yeah.